Hello and welcome to Minnesota Swine and You podcast series, a University of Minnesota Extension Swine program. Today's podcast is a research update on the length of time farms stay naive of porcine reproductive and respiratory syndrome virus, also known as PERS. My name is Sarah Sheik Belke, and I'm a swine extension educator with the University of Minnesota and will be your host for this podcast. Joining me today is Mariana Kikuchi, who is a researcher in the Department of Veterinary Population Medicine. To get us started today, Mariana, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and also include who you worked with on this project? Yes, yeah, so first of all, thank you so much for having me here, Sarah. Um, my name is Mariana, as you said. Uh, I have been a researcher here at the University of Minnesota since 2018, and I've been working mostly with epidemiology of fine diseases. Um, and then in this project in particular, in particular, this project was done with uh, the MSHIMP group, which is the Morrison Fine Health Monitoring Project, uh, which is led by Dr. Cesar Corzo. And so... I guess I briefly shared kind of the title of the research that you'll be talking about today, but can you tell us a little bit more specifically what research topic that you'll be talking about? Yeah, so uh, this project is a very straightforward one. Uh, So first, it has been, you know, endemic in the U.S. for a while, and one common hesitation that producers might have is well, if I go negative for first, how long does it take for me to get a new first outbreak, right? So the, the, this presentation today is actually regarding how long, on average, um, fine breeding herds in the U.S. stay negative for first. And before we get too far here in our discussion, um, I'd like to give recognition to who funded this research. So are you able to share how this research was funded? Yeah, so the MSHIM project, uh, which was the main uh, group leading this research, is uh, sponsored or is funded by SHIC, or the Fine Health and Information Center. So it's the main sponsor for this project. Thank you. And we certainly appreciate those, and in this case, SHIC, um, who funded this project, because um, as we know, but to help our listeners understand any research that we do at the University of Minnesota um, does take funds in order to do that, whether it's the animals we use or the funding or other expenses that go along with doing that research. So we certainly appreciate our funding sources for all and any projects that we do. So next, can you give us a brief introduction to your research and explain why it was a valuable project to do? Yeah, so this research, again, was conducted by MSHIM. So the Morrison Science Health Monitoring Project actually monitors about 50% of the breeding herds in the U.S. Um, so we monitor several disease samples weekly uh, for those herds. And uh, first is one of them, right? So again, first has been around in the U.S. since the 90s. We know through this project that uh, about 20 to 40% of the breeding herds are positive to first at any given day. Um, so it's a very uh, impactful disease, right, in the U.S. fine herd. And then several control methods are used, right, such as, you know, you can try to do elimination, you can vaccinate, you can just keep re, um, exposing the south 
through a wild type virus, perhaps to try to get, gain some immunity. Um, but basically, uh, for the, the herd that uh, tried to eliminate first from their herd, what we did is we were trying to look then at, at uh, how long do they stay negative because we think, you know, that's a, that's an, a valuable information for the producers to consider, you know, eliminating first from their herd, right? So if I'm considering eliminating first, I would like to know how, how much time on average would I save negative for first. So that's the whole idea. Yeah, thank you for explaining that. So next, can you share how you completed this study? And it might also be beneficial for you to also share what results came of the study as well. So uh, again, we monitor course uh, status weekly for all of those herds that are enrolled in MSHIM. Uh, and the way we monitor status is through ASD first classification, which basically goes from one to four. One being meaning uh, if they have an ongoing first outbreak, and then four would be the, the herds that are already eliminated first from their herd, um, but also the animals that are in the farm uh, are seronegative, so they are na naive. So that's why we often describe this as time in which the farm stays naive as well. So what we wanted to do is, of all the herds that we are monitoring, how frequently uh, those farms went naive, and then how long they did they stay uh, in a naive status? Uh, and then also, what was the first incidence or the number of new outbreaks that occurred amongst only those, those ones that actually were able to eliminate first in their herd? And then in terms of results, we actually found that about one-sixth of the herds that we monitor uh, actually eliminated first at some point uh, since 20. 10, I think, to 2022, if I'm not mistaken. It was the period that we analyzed. Um, so about 17% of the herds uh, were able to eliminate birds from their, you know, from their herd. And then of those, on average, they stay negative for about two years. However, some of them were negative for over 10 years. Uh, so again, it, it varies a lot, but the median or the average would be around um, two years. And then for the ones that, again, went negative, uh, stay negative for at least a few years, uh, the first incidence rate was um, 20, about 23%, meaning that for each 100 farms that we followed within a year, 23 of them would break um, with first. Uh, and this is actually a, a very similar average to the national average of first occurrence that we find, right? So. This means actually that um, number of new cases of birds is not necessarily higher in those sites that eliminate birds than in any other birds, uh, in any other breeding sites. Uh, so we found again that the the incidence, first incidence in these birds that went naive or eliminated are kind of similar to the national average. Um, so that's pretty much uh, the summary of the results. <laughs> Thank you. So. I think I understood what you said. So MSHIMP has been collecting PERS incidents from these farms for many, many years, right? Yeah. And then you, in this project, started looking at what these farms report as of 2010. Was that correct? And then looked at them to now? I think the, the period that you were looking at, if I'm not mistaken, was 2010 and still 2022. Okay. So about 10 years of data, a little bit more than 10 years of data. Mm -hmm. 
I know you mentioned that there's a lots of different options that farms can do in order to, you know, eliminate PERS from their herd. So did you take into account like what some of those different methods were or, yeah. or not necessarily part of this project? Yeah, so we actually did look at, you know, uh, if whatever you were using or whatever was your previous process before eliminating first, uh, if that would influence the amount of time you would stay in negative. Uh, we didn't find any associations there, meaning that, you know, because of um, the ASD first classification, you would actually go from one to four, right? So basically the, the, the herd would be going from a positive process, meaning they have an ongoing first outbreak, the animals are shedding viruses, to a two, which is when they are starting to uh, win negative piglets, but they still have some immunity there or some exposure. And then to a three, which would be the time in which they um, they don't have a previous exposure, and exposure anymore and they are not positive shedding anymore. Uh, so most the majority of the the sites that actually eliminated birds were actually coming from a status three or a status in which they weren't shedding anymore so we don't have a lot of variation in that sense that's why perhaps we didn't see a lot of uh anything influencing the time that they stay negative yeah but that's just mostly you know the standard way to classify for statuses in the breeding herd so yeah most of them are going to follow that pattern mm-hmm Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. So based off of the results that you found with looking at the MSHIMP data, what conclusions can be made? I think one conclusion is that we do have a significant amount of uh, sites that actually are able to eliminate first, right? Because that's something that uh, it's very hard to do in a sense because we just have uh, in some situations a lot of disease pressure. Um, but we do find that quite a few uh, sites are able to eliminate first. And then for the ones that do, uh, they can expect to remain negative for about maybe one to three years uh, consistently. Um, but then again, some stay for much longer. So it is kind of like, you know, how long would you expect to be able to maintain a negative process for first? Um, but then also, again, as I mentioned, for the sites that do eliminate, the first incidence is not different than the national average. So eliminating first doesn't necessarily put you at risk of having more out, first outbreaks, right? So that's a, another important takeaway of the from the study. So based off of the conclusions um, that you made from the results, what are some important takeaways from this research project? I think the important takeaway here would be um, that you know, for sites that are striving to eliminate birds, you can have some perspective of how much time you're going to be able to stay negative on average, which I think is really important if you're trying to make the decision of is it worth it to pursue elimination or is it worth for me to try to maintain and like an ex- a continuous exposure to a virus, whether it is through vaccination or through live virus inoculation. Uh, to try to keep birds out of the herd, right? So uh, I think it gives a, an important insight of how long would you expect to stay negative if you decide to eliminate birds from your herd. So that makes sense. So what you're saying is, yeah, based off of off of the results, that can help the farms determine 
maybe what elimination or treatment methods that they're going to use. Is that right? Whether they just want to kind of keep, I shouldn't say keep PERS, but um, whether if they want to completely eliminate it or know that they kind of have uh, an underlying um, presence of it, would that be a good way of thinking about it? Yeah, it is very common, particularly in very high dense regions that some um, production systems might opt to maintain some level of herd immunity for first. Mm-hmm. And then to do that, they would either vaccinate or do a live virus inoculation in the youth. Uh, so that way you're kind of uh, reintroducing a first virus every now and then in your population. So you, the animals are not completely naive. And the elimination process goes further than that, right? So you're trying to eliminate everything. The animals are going to be completely naive. They're not going to have any previous exposure to first. So it is an important management decision that people have to do. So uh, I think understanding how, you know, how how the elimination plays off, I think it's, it's important to help make those decisions. Thank you for, for further explaining that. So before we wrap up our podcast here, is there anything else that you would like to say? Maybe, um, maybe there's a question that you wished I would have asked and I didn't. Or, or maybe there's um, some more information that you would like to share that you haven't had a chance to do that yet. Yeah, I think I would like to share mostly the limitations of the study, right? Which I think it's always a very important thing to discuss. Uh, for this study in particular, we weren't able to assess other factors that impact the decision to pursue elimination. We just looked at the ones that eliminated from their herd. So, for example, if they are in a high-density area or not, could potentially impact their decision to try to pursue elimination. So, all of those um, other factors that could potentially affect if and how long they are negative for, uh, we, we didn't necessarily look at those. And then the other thing is also we mentioned that the first incidence rate is kind of similar for the ones that eliminate in the overall national average. Um, but we also didn't look at factors um, that could potentially be important if you eliminate, which is, for example, increasing the overall health of the herd could potentially um, improve performance, right? So we also didn't look at that aspect of eliminating first from their herd. We mainly looked at time that they stay in IOCs, but again, if you eliminate an infectious disease, you can potentially increase the performance of the herd just because, you know, you, you improve their health overall. So we also didn't look at those things, but those are also important discussions to have. Those are really good points that you mentioned. And I want to thank you, Mariana, for sharing your research on the length of times farms stay naive of porcine reproductive and respiratory syndrome virus, also referred to as PERS commonly in the industry. Yeah, thank you very much, Sarah. And I want to thank all of those listening to the University of Minnesota Swine and You podcast. This has been Sarah Sheik Belke, Swine Extension Educator, along with Mariana Kikuchi, a researcher in the Department of Veterinary Population Medicine. To further connect with the University of Minnesota Swine Extension, please visit the swine-specific webpages on the University of Minnesota Extension's website at www.extension.umn.edu backslash swine. On those pages, you'll find connections to our blog, 
as well as our Facebook page. To further connect on research being done by our swine faculty in veterinary medicine, please visit their Swine in Minnesota blog at www.umnswinenews.com. 